York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. out New York, New York, big city of dreams. Yep, here we go, here we go, here we go. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time and the time to talk about this five game losing streak after the Knicks won eight straight games. They lose a heartbreaker to the Mavs and continue their skid and lose a game to the Spurs. Finish out the night scoring 115 to 122 advantage the Spurs. Now we had a quickly game. We had a career high 36 points, seven assists, and seven rebounds. Randall forward with 41 points, 11 rebounds, and seven assists. Evan Fournier, who barely played, gave you 11 points. He was the third highest scorer, guys, out of the night with not that many minutes with 11 points and two steals. But the Knicks, as you can see, got out rebound 50 to 60, and we gave up 38 points in the first quarter, and we were never really able to recover. Uh, that first quarter really did us in, and at the end of the night, we end up losing to the Spurs, 115-2-1-22. 40 points missing from the starting lineup. No Jalen Brunson, no RJ Barrett, and we are truly, truly missing our starters, and I'm here to talk about it. Well, probably some, I'm probably going to have some takes that we might not expect, or at least one or two, maybe. But um, before I get into it, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We are on the road, man. I'm trying to get to that 10K subscribers. Been doing this for a while. And it's games like this that make it painful to do a post-game show without my brothers Raw and, and Ryan G and Lee. Gotta do it all by myself. But I'm built for this KOT creator starter talking Knicks basketball with you guys. So um, shout out to you guys who are glutton for punishment and want to heal with me as we talk Knicks basketball. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you want to see these game breakdowns after every game, come to the KOT YouTube channel. And shout out to you guys in the chat who are supporting throughout the year, all right? Shout out to, uh, I, I don't know you, uh, N-C-E-X-N-Y. C, shout out to you. I don't recognize you, but shout out to you. MBIC, James Axel, Paul Butler. Shout out to my regulars. Picks for Timmy. Shout out to, to Greg, who'll be over here throwing tomatoes and, and chatting it up. Shout out to my guy, JT Riddick. Uh, uh, Boston Nick being here as well. Shout out to Tyrone Johnson. Everybody else is rocking with the KLG show. Super duper appreciate y'all. All right. All right. I'm going to start out with a take that no one's probably going to expect um shout out to, i see you hans shout out to you guys um and my take is this brutal loss was not a fun game to watch um probably might not be the most popular take 
It will not be the Nick Twitter take that you'll see circulating around Twitter. But I'm going to be honest. I'm actually proud of Randall today. I'm proud of Randall today. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, I was, from the beginning of the season, I was wondering if the Randall change in demeanor and is real. I've said from the beginning, I want to see how Randall handles himself without Jalen Brunson. When the chips are down, when things aren't going their way, I want to see if he can keep his cool. Now, beginning of the season, he he, he got attacked. He got thrown out of the game. He recovered. He took accountability. Um, Today, the refs were... I'm not saying we lost this game because of the refs, but there was a few calls where Randall was getting beat up and they were just calling a turnover of Randall, uh, especially at the end of the game when homie, I forgot what spur fell out of bounds and they called a foul on Randall. Randall really kept his cool. And whether we were high or low, he seemed very even killed for almost this entire game and had a season high 41 points. Um, so I want to say mentally, um, I like the way Randall's approaching this season so far. Um, so I, I'm giving my, uh, my, my bullets to this Randall. There might be some technical stuff that I didn't like about the game. Um, but I'm giving my props to Randall. Now let's talk about the game itself. Um, 38 points in the first quarter. You heard some of the people who talked about the game talk about it. It seems like we were a little bit out of it. It seems like we were a step slow. Um, and we didn't really have the defensive tenacity that we would like to have. Whenever we see IQ McBride and Grimes, usually though at trio really applies pressure defensively. And it didn't really happen in his first quarter. And I think it might be a couple of things. One, um, it seemed like they wasn't putting the, the pressure on for one. And they were kind of like easing into the game, which you really can't do um, when you're shorthanded like we are. Two, although those three guys are our best defenders. If you're not going all out on the defensive end, especially as guys who are shorter than a lot of the league, you're going to lose. And I feel like what I saw a lot of today was a lot of point of a point of attack paint touches from those guys were where you had uh, McBride or IQ having to rotate trying to stop a taller longer player from going downhill and stop them from scoring now me I'm I'm a five seven guy if I'm playing a taller player uh, I usually like to bother their handle or help stunt but once a player is going downhill and picking up steam um you're automatically at a disadvantage and I, I felt like the, the Spurs ran a route of actions where 
they had their man kind of curling and going downhill and we didn't really adjust to that and we kind of got caught up not giving 100 effort and getting beat and i feel like the lack of height matched with that lack of intensity hurt us early and he saw 38 points scored from the spurs um there was even instances where you know the spurs they were you know they were turning the ball they were they were pushing the ball off of misses and getting fast break points even when there was two players back still able to score with two players back and so in instances like those that's not a lack of trying that's not we're not putting up the effort that's boy it's two players back and there's a guy taller than you going downhill what are you going to do to stop that so at the end of the day we have to make shots and we have to limit our turnovers but also we have to give effort i feel like there was a combination all that happening uh and i love that lineup but this might have been a time to try a a, a taller lineup as of today uh it could have been cam who knows um we saw evan Fournier get some some brand but i'll talk about him later but i feel like that was a big reason why that 38 points in the first quarter happened secondly i'll keep saying this we were scrambling the whole night Mitchell Robinson has been our best offensive rebounder. And I said all night, I said all season, when Quentin Grimes was injected into the starting lineup, he was able to hold down that point of attack defense. And we were able to scramble less, which allowed Mitchell Robinson to be in position more for those defensive rebounds. A lot of times tonight, Mitchell Robinson was helping. Um, and when you're helping and scrambling as a defense, you don't really get the chance to get boards at a high clip. And tonight, I, that was a huge problem. Mitch only had six rebounds tonight, three offensive. And he really only started to get a knack of the offensive rebounds um, probably in the fourth quarter where it seemed like our guys started to get used to playing the D type of defense we wanted to on top of that, we were hitting shots. So once we started hitting shots, you know, we, we, we were playing against a, a set defense, a set offense a lot more. So that was a big reason why, um, I feel like that 38 first point first quarter was had. Um, also, you know, we, we just didn't have a defense at it. And, and, and here's the thing too. We scored enough points, man. We scored enough points, 115-122. It came a little bit late, but we scored enough points. We really just need to lock in a defensive end. If I'm looking at the summary, the Knicks, we lost the first quarter, 38-29. Second quarter, 26-24 Spurs. Third quarter, we actually won 28-36 the fourth quarter we won 36 to zero i mean 36 to 30. we won the second half of the game the second two quarters we actually won the uh, the second quarter we lost by two we just started off bad we started off really bad and that first quarter really lost us the game um now let's talk about scoring let's talk about scoring uh, cause even though 
I feel like we scored enough points to win. We still need more scoring help collectively as a team. And it seems like, I don't know. I felt like we were in our head until it was time to be fourth quarter. Um, Miles McBride, love Miles McBride. Had a rough start. Had a rough start. Went to the hole a couple of times. He looks like he, he he's developed. What I liked about today about Miles McBride is he looked like he was trying to go to the hole. As a, as a shorter guy, he realized he's not going to get a lot of separation. So he's he he's shooting over his shoulder and using his body as a shield. And it's worked on fast break situations. That might be a recipe for Miles McBride to get more points on, on, on the board. Uh, driving to the basket, separating, um, put his body between um, the man and the ball and kind of shooting hook shots, left hand hook shot, right hand hook shot. He looked like he tried that today, but you need a little bit more scoring on Miles McBride to keep things a little bit interesting and to kind of spell Julius Randle and Emmanuel quickly. Um, But here's the thing. Long term, it sucks. Long term, it sucks that we're missing our two starters. I mean, short term, it sucks that we are missing our two starters. But long term, um, this could be good for us seeing Emmanuel quickly, Grimes, and Deuce McBride take more shots and get more into the flow of the game. Um. Now, do I wish we might have had a taller player and Cam Reddish play with that first unit a little bit some? I think so. Uh, it could have been nice at, at, at times. Um, but at the same time, defensively, we got together in third and fourth quarters with those shorter players. Um, so eventually, they did figure out what to do defensively. But the offense still has to come around. And Miles McBride, it looked like he got a bit looser when he got to the fourth quarter, started to hit some threes when the game was on a line. And we saw Miles McBride in summer league when the game is on a line, right? He starts to get loose. He starts to hit threes. I think that's what happened with him today. He started to get loose. He started to hit threes when the game is on line. I feel like he's a gamer, but he needs to work on not being tentative. Um, now the next thing, the flow of the offense, Randall and IQ definitely did score. Um, I don't blame him for taking the, the amount of shots they did because we did struggle to score in general. Uh, sometimes that process of struggling score looked ugly. You know, Randall took, you know, 27 points and so did Emmanuel quickly. Um, I would like for some more off-ball moving to happen in that process. Um, but I, I don't really blame Quickly and Randall for taking the amount of shots they really had to take today. Grimes, the game before, really did well um, carrying that load offensively. Didn't have it today. One for 10. Um, and only he got to the free throw, but that was that was about it. So it was really, really up to Emmanuel quickly and Julius Randle to carry the offensive load. And they did a good job. Emmanuel quickly career high. 
career high 36.7 assists one turnover um pretty good after having a 15th and assist one turnover game the game before and seven rebounds which for a guard is tremendous he got he went cold towards that middle but in the end he started to hit and get threes and once iq stops thinking sometimes that's when he really starts i'm going that first quarter i love from him um i as a as a, he looked like he was setting up his player it was one play where he saw that the the entire Spurs squad was on the left side of the floor. So he kind of lulled um, Sohan to follow him on the left side just to go right and hit a step back. I like, I like that play. I like how he was able to use the pick and roll to keep players on his hip and get to the foul line and shoot that floater. I like that. Um, he did some nice things. Um, but at the end of the day, some of the shots didn't, make, didn't hit. But then when you look at his box score, 44%, not, not so bad. 44% from field goals, you know, you want to see 45, 46, but you know, not that bad, not bad. 41% from three, you got to take it from manual quickly and compete it all night. Um, But at the end of the day, like we, it, it just sucks that, you know, we got burned by guys like freaking... Romeo Langford, man. Bruh. Another Knicks random who gets a career high. Whose man is this Romeo Langford? I remember Romeo Langford, a young guy, but sucks to see a young guy get a career high on us. But like I said, it's tough to stop these dudes who have height advantages. You pretty much have to play perfect and play tenacious at 100 mile power the entire game and that's tough to do um but it is what it is and Keldon johnson really killed us in the post um going over the left shoulder right shoulder really did not like the closeouts that we had from Keldon johnson from three i felt like he had a lot of wide open looks he has a very slow release from three i think we did a bad job closing out on him um but we, we it, it just sucks that 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 happened with us but uh man i still i don't know man i wish i wish there was some cam today i wish there was some candidate to challenge some of these taller guys but at the same time i still like that deuce got some minutes and the long-term guys got to see what it's like to 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 carry out the game, man. But phone lines are open. Phone lines are open, man. If you want to talk Knicks basketball, there's no Ryan G. There's no Raw. Uh, there's no Lee. Everybody's like, screw this, JLS. I ain't doing the game tonight. It's depressing. I'm gonna leave you to do it by yourself. It's all good. I does this, all right? I does this. Knicks fan all day, hair, rain, sleet. Hail or snow talking Knicks basketball win or lose all 82 game in the fall. All right. But if you want to talk Knicks basketball with me, call that line 319 527 6241. That's 319 527 6241. Knicks are back at 500. Sucks we're, we're missing our, our top guys, but it is what it is. Um, me shout out. Oh, Evan Fournier, man. Let's talk about it. 
Um, Evan Fournier sits down, has not played a game since November 13th, comes in today, plays 16 minutes and ends up being the third leading scorer on the team with 11 points. You got to have it. You got to you got to hand it to Evan. I'm definitely one of those guys who wanted Evan on the bench. I do not regret the coach's decision to put Evan on the bench, but you got to give it to the guy. Four or six from the field, one or three from three. Um, really attacked Doug McDermott, got into the lane, got into his float game. I liked what I saw from Evan Fournier. Um, a critique for this game, maybe have Evan in on in the game in the fourth quarter to close it since he was he was kind of going. But uh at the at the same time, look, when we made our fourth quarter, that fourth quarter is when we made our push. That fourth quarter is when we made our push. That's when we scored the most points that we scored in the entire game. Um it's it's really hard to critique this game when you really don't have the horses. You know what I mean? Like we were shorthanded and we competed. And this uh, that's another thing I'll say about this game. The Knicks didn't fold. The Knicks did not fold. We started off slow. Um, but we competed the entire time. We just we need more stops. We need we need taller wing defenders on this team horribly bad so bad so 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 bad man we we just do we just do um let me get to these comments since no one's calling in all right picks uh picks for timmy says tisby timid yeah man tisby timid but that it, it makes it interesting that he decided to play evan fournier today and not the Mavs game, which kind of is a head scratcher to me. It's kind of eclipses my frustration with Tom Thibodeau in general. Is that he can't adjust on the fly whatsoever. He really needs that ability to adjust on the fly. Um, Today, he played Evan. Maybe I'd rather have Cam, but whatever. I, at least he played somebody today. And didn't have Emmanuel quickly playing 57 minutes and Grimes as well. Because those guys needed some breathing room. All right. Oh, looks like, hold on. It looks like we got a caller. First caller up on the line is Stan Novak. Stan, what's going on, man? Hey, Jay. How are you doing? I'm going all right, man. Considering everything, I'm still okay. But, hey, look, it's just a basketball game. Um, you were, you know, uh, you had said, said that uh, we need some taller wings. And, yeah, I was listening to you, and I do agree. I would have liked to see Cam. Uh, I, I don't know why Tibbs goes with three guards. Uh, you know, I would have, frankly, I would have put Cam in prior to putting um McBride it because you need some rebounding and yeah we we know that Cam gets lost on defense 
Yeah. And, but, but we were, I mean, we're just, he just out rebounded. Yeah. And another thing, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson, not in this game, but in the previous game, actually on the first play of the game, um, did a post up. It was, it was certainly not a Patrick, was not a Patrick Ewing post up by any means. Good point. But at, at, at least it's a start. Yeah. Our, we've got to get some offensive game out of that five spot. Um, some inside, outside, at least mid post. Otherwise, the Knicks might want to consider moving Mitchell down the road. I know that's sacrilege because we just signed a contract with the man. But mm. um, look at the look at some of these inside outside fives that are lighting the team on fire, lighting the league on fire, rather. Right. We, we, we don't have that. We have four positions that can score. If you're going to contend, all five positions have to be a threat to get you 20 points a night. Somewhere, somehow. Not, not do it every night, but a threat. We don't have that at the five. And we should have that at the five to be considered legitimate contenders. What do you think on that? Um, I think that I'm a proponent of having a stretch five here. Um, I'm not necessarily a proponent of getting rid of Mitch because I just feel like our as of today, our half court offense sometimes is so disjointed. And because, especially because we don't hit threes at a high clip sometimes, like Mitch kind of saves us a lot. So I feel weird. I feel, um, I feel like getting rid of Mitch would make, would like exasperate, exasperate the problem. You know what I mean? Because we can't shoot and we don't get second check, second cracks at the basket. I feel like it'll hurt us. Um, but I also feel like, you know what, maybe looking at what he did the game before he needs some more posts touches. He didn't. Well, here's the th- yeah. here's here's the thing with Mitch. Maybe maybe the Knicks coaching staff is holding him back because I remember. So, so, you know, I, I mean, Mitch is an athlete. I remember Mitch uh, prior to. I think a lot of what hurt Mitch is the man did not go to college for a year because I do yeah. remember video of Mitchell Robinson shooting three point shots and making them one after another after another. Then I do remember uh, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, someone said that he should work out with Amari on his uh, offensive game, and Mitchell says, we don't play that way. And I do remember yep. uh, Mitch saying, when are they going to let me play? I do believe Mitchell uh, has the potential to be that inside outside guy. He's young enough to learn and he's certainly willing to learn with a $60 million contract. <laughs> um, you know, look, I, I, I've coached, I've coached everything from PTA up to high school. Yeah. I know I could, I could teach the man how to shoot a turnaround. I, I could, I, I taught guys that have played in the Israeli pro league. Right. Um, so, I know I could do that, and I just wish the Knicks staff would say, look, we have basically still 
a raw talent. We've got him signed. Let's take him from just being Lob City to uh, to at least the mid post player, yeah. and perhaps on a trailing play every once in a while, throw the ball to the man, throw up the three, and that's it. And see what happens, especially when you have a lead. See what happens. Yeah, yeah I, just out of curiosity. I mean, I I agree with you for the most part. Like I for me, the, the post play, I'm all with you. Like I need, I, I would love some post touches from him. When it comes to yes. shooting threes, um, I'm not all the way in there yet. I was definitely was before because I seen the same videos you saw. I used to call. I used there to call, I used to saw. I used to call Mitch Shangod Mitch. Like we you joked about it on the spot for a long time, <laughs> but um, I need right. the free throws to start to drop to, um from before I can say you know take some threes. But I do agree. Yeah, with I know. You. He he needs to. Exp- I would like for him to expand his offensive game. I need to. I would like for him to get some more touches in the post just to see what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know, there's there's a turnaround I teach for right-handed shooters where you fake left with the ball and then you pivot on your right foot and you turn around. And automatically, uh, actually, the better the shoes, the faster you pivot. If they're really sticky, you pivot slow. Uh, that's why I wore running shoes when I played. And, and all my kids end up playing running shoes because you can pivot on them, yet they still give you enough break to stop. Mm. Um, doesn't matter what brand. Seriously, um, they're better than basketball shoes for basketball because think about it. They're made to cushion you when you're running. They prevent knee injuries. They prevent Achilles uh, things like that. I, I never had the injuries on my squads that other squads had. Yeah. Because when you, when you hear, when you hear shoes squeaking, your feet are working too hard. You, you need, you need that little half inch of give to prevent the injury, especially Got when you stop. Got you. Okay. Got but you. anyway, but when you pivot, when you pivot on your right ball of your right foot, on a running shoe, it automatically takes your arms high over your head and you just release with just a touch and that uh, and that ball goes high arcing and it comes down <laughs> automatically. Seriously, it no, works. You know what? Uh, Screw Amari. Uh, we'll I, have you, we'll I, have I, you I, teach you. I, All right? We got Stan. I, I have... <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I have shot over guys six foot nine. I'm six four with that shot on a fadeaway. And it swishes. So, I mean, I've done it myself. And I wish my coach would have showed me that. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> but, power to you, man. I, I, I believe I'm not taking anything away from your skills. I'm just I'm just saying we only need tomorrow. We got you. So, hey, man, if you want to discount. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. yeah, drive, drive me over there. Drive me over there. Rich is a yeah, gentleman. Uh, you know, right you're driving, Westchester. though, Jay. I'm driving. You're <laughs> Hey, I work real estate in Westchester and Orange County in Rockland. I'm a real I'm a real estate broker. Well, there you go. Um, well, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, so you. yeah, okay, you're hmm? All right. Hey, good talking to you. All right, yo. Thank good talk to you, Sam. All right. Let okay. me stand. Wow, what's what you saying? Shout out to my guy Stan, uh who who says Mitch should shoot some more. He wanted you want to see more, and, and I'm glad he mentioned that too because I actually wanted to talk about the fact that he Mitchell Robinson Mitchell Robinson Mitchell Robinson scored zero points today, and I would like to see him get some paint touches. 
And also, I would like to see some more pick and roll with him and Quickly. Quickly has such a knack for throwing the lobs to, to Obi. I would like to see some of that happen with him and Mitch. Um, if Brunson is out, I would hope that they kind of work on that chemistry because I think that's something else that we can go to consistently since he actually, you know, like he was a pretty good lob passer. I just think we need to kind of like run it. I don't think I, I, I haven't really saw it. Um, yeah, and we and we just need we need him to get more. We need him to get more touches. But just salute to the chat. Shout out to everybody who's in the Rockland in the chat at the KLT show. Um, if you like on the show, hit the like and subscribe button. Also, you can call in right now, 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. All right. Oh, shout out, shout out to, oh, shout out to my real fake cousin, Winston Ellis in the chat. I see you. Okay. Shout out to Glamour Knicks. All right, I see you too. I'm also happy birthday to my pops. My dad turned 65 today. Low key, he's the reason, one of the reasons why KOT even started. So shout out to my, my dad who made 65. Told me everything I know. Shout out to dad, man. Shout out to that. All right. Next caller up. MVIC. MVIC. Let me know where you're from, man. From BX, baby. What's going on, BX in the building? Representing. I I see you, bro. <laughs> peace, peace. Peace, Yo, peace. I appreciate you doing the show by yourself every day. Yo, hard work. Yeah, man. You're putting it in. I, I appreciate that. Real Nick fan. I appreciate the support, man. Because this is, it was rough. It was rough coming on today. I'm gonna, let me. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> These days, I just be want to go into the covers and suck my thumb. But I'm like, I got a show to do. <laughs> Bro, I told you. Remember when I was on here last time? I told you from, from the Toronto game. I told you it was gonna be demoralizing for the team. Demoralizing from the team. Since that, since that. Since that, since they lost in Toronto, mm -hmm. they just been on the slid, on, on the slide. So, this is what I was saying a lot, and I know you're not a Tibbs supporter or anything like that, but this is what you know. You got a lot of delusional Knicks fans mm -hmm. that actually support Tibbs, and it's not that he's not a good coach; he's just not a good head coach. Because if you look at all his accolades. he's an assistant coach. They are from being assistant. He has someone helping him when he has dual responsibilities he can't do it when he has to focus on defense which is what he's stellar at and he has no other responsibilities but defense and do he's good he's excellent at it but he's not a good head coach look at what he did in chicago and he he, he wins games but look at what he has to do to win these games. And look at what he's doing with this team. He's doing the same thing that he did in Chicago and Minnesota with this team right now. And yeah. it's nothing different. And people are like, I mean, how do you sit there and, and wonder? Like, you said it yourself just now. Like, he doesn't adjust on the fly. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. What is that? Like, how do you expect? You, you don't think that, and you play like, and I'm glad that this game happened because I knew they were going to lose, lose to the Spurs. Because why? Because Pop has a system that anybody can play in. And he plays to their strength. See, 
Tibbs don't do that. He wants you to go out there and play defense, play defense. And see, you see what McBride, right? McBride is a better player than, than he leads on to. Than he's, um, than he, led on, he led on to be because he doesn't get the minutes. If he got steady minutes, he would be a better player. He had more confidence. And when times like this would happen, he would, when times like this come up, he would play better. You got Cam on the bench. Like, and this is what I was saying before. Why would you trade Cam when you're about to fire Tibbs? We don't go on an eight-game win- uh, losing streak. So I, I, what does it make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I just think at, at this point, because we're missing because we're missing 40 points in our starting lineup, I don't think the losses not that they don't mean as much, but no, they don't mean they don't mean as much. I don't think they mean as much to the front office right now because of who we're missing. We're missing like two of our starters, which is a huge deal. And we're going with guys who are like bench players and guys who are still kind of learning their role. So like I don't like I I understand I'm with you where Tibbs has his shortcomings. I don't think he's going to be the long-term answer for this team. He's a foundational coach in my eyes. So he's going to be the guy. I feel like he's going to be the guy to like put everybody on the right track. And then we're going to be stuck at a certain place and we're going to have to switch him out. That's how I always saw him. Um, but it's like t- 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 right now, I can't say this. I can't s- if we lost this game. With Brunson playing and RJ playing and Randall playing, then I would I would say yes, the team is in turmoil, we're in trouble. But we're still missing forty points off the starting lineup, and we have Miles McBride, who was you know in the G League last season playing major minutes. So I don't think like the losses suck, but it doesn't mean as much. You know what I mean? But think about this though. Why is Brunson hurt? Why are we struggling to shoot free throws? That's that's a problem. See, that's 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 what I'm talking about. Like, you got to look at this from, you know, the the big picture of everything. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, we lost our, our, our the majority of our players, mm-hmm. but you got to understand why is why is Brunson hurt? Brunson got a hip issue. Yeah, he's playing heavy. You can't play these players heavy this is what he did to D Rose. Exactly what he did to D Rose. And I'm surprised that he didn't play him. Because D Rose got injured, if you remember, he got injured in um <clears throat> when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. And he pulled his ACL. I mean and he um tore his ACL. Cause things kept playing him. Like they wasn't winning that game. And that's your superstar player. Why would you do that to your superstar player? And he continues to do that. He yeah. does that. Now, Randall, Randall and RJ can handle the minutes. Okay. But not everybody can do that. And you have to gradually put people in it. Deuce is playing 40-something minutes all of a sudden. Yeah. From, he went from 15 to 6, now to 46. You can't do stuff like that. Players have to get into a rhythm. He, I mean, he's been in his league 20-something years. You don't know that yet? That's what I'm saying about this dude. Uh, man, I I agree with you when it comes to the minutes with Jalen Brunson. I, I didn't feel like he should be playing all those minutes um, from the rip. I mean, at the same time, though, it's like 
dude is on a hot seat. Like the, Tibbs was so they were talking about firing Tibbs and going change directions about like two weeks ago after he lost to that Mavs game. So I I doubt what your game. I, I doubt what your with your with your job on the line. Are you going to sit your best player with your job on the line? Probably not. Especially the nah. player says I'm going to nah. play regardless. Like uh, so, it's like you kind of like you kind of stuck at that point. Well, no, nah. you don't sit. You don't sit your best players, but what you do is you change your system. See, this is the thing. You see how, like I said, with Pop, Pop mm. has a system that everybody can adapt to. And see what he does when you adapt. When you adapt to the player's skill set, then your system looks better. You don't do that. That's what I'm saying. Yo, I am with you. Um, When it comes to the offense, I've always felt like he was unimaginative on offense. Like that's that's not that's not anything new. Like I agree with you. I agree with you. What's what's been happening? What's really been happening though is we have a guy here in Jalen Brunson who kind of covers those shortcomings. So like that unimaginative offense, all of a sudden doesn't look as bad and then no now all he has to do is concentrate on you know calling good out of out of bound plays and to, to tom Thibodeau's credit that's what he's been doing this season he's been calling pretty good out of bound plays but now that Jalen brunson is down it doesn't it doesn't look as good that's why he, he likes those cold. paint touches that he that's why he liked the paint touching point guard that's why he liked derrick rose that's why he likes those nate robinson when he had him he likes those guys we can go to the hole and freestyle, and then I'll just really coach the defensive side of the ball. Which is why I agree with you. I keep I'll say I feel like he's always going to be a a coach that he, he's gonna be a a pinhole coach where he's been good for now, and then we're gonna reach a spot, we're gonna reach a space where we're like, you know what? We need something more imaginative, and he's gonna be gone. But unless we start to go on a crazy losing streak with our starters, I'm I'm not sure if that's gonna happen. Here's the thing. Last thing, last point. I'm gonna let you go. So, like I said, he's. We're not. The whole point is not to actually win a championship. The whole point of this is development of right. our players. Mm-hmm. That does not show. That does not display development of our players. We're not gonna. Look, we're not gonna win a. We're not gonna win a series with him. We're supposed to be going to the second round, 2025. We have a, a host of superstar players coming out. Jason Tatum, uh, Giannis, mm-hmm. Ball, a lot of players out there that we should be able to get. This is the time that we should be building our team and showing what, how we play as a team and how we're getting better, how these players are getting deuced quickly. All these things. We still don't know what we have in Obi. We still don't know what we have in most of these players. And... I mean, you know what we have in um, in art. I mean, um, in JR, which is cool. I mean, I, that's yeah, I give him credit for that. But I mean, that's it. You have to develop the team I, so we can be, you know, so yeah. we can get close to the championship. So okay, this is yo. This is this is this is the funny thing about this argument because, and I always say this. Um, last season, when it came to develop the team, play the kids, I was with you. We can't really say that this season. Evan Fournier's on the bench. You know, Cam Reddish is is probably the only real casualty. Julius Randle is is 
playing all-star levels. Quentin Grimes, Mr. Untouchables, having career highs. McBride is actually playing over Derrick Rose, who's only getting five minutes a game. So last season, we can play the development card. We can't play that this season. This season is totally different. Like Grimes, we drafted. Mitchell Robinson, we drafted. Miles McBride, we drafted. Emmanuel Quigley, we drafted. Um, RJ Barrett, we drafted. And all those guys are getting major minutes. So, uh, and RJ looked like before RJ started getting hurt, he looked like he was turning the corner. And Grimes is turning to the 3 and D guy that we thought we, that we had. So it's like, it's, it's like, I think it's not happening fast enough for people. But it's happening, you know? Like, we're actually playing the young guys at this point. Yeah, but it's inconsistency, and we're in year three. And, again, we it's don't know what we have. Who's in, I, I, the OB's the only case. I can say, you know what? Maybe we could have got some more OB. But this season is really tough to say OB deserves more minutes over Julius Randle this season. It's really tough. Well, no. Last season, well, for no, sure. No. Not he doesn't deserve more minutes over Jr. But he needs to play. see. This is what I'm saying. Like you have to have, you have to have. Jr. is is Jr. You know what I'm saying? But he don't, he shouldn't have to be playing those heavy minutes like that. You have to have, uh, you know, you have to have a scheme for Obi too. Obi is our draft. He's our draft pick. We drafted him. I agree. So. You have to see. You have to see what we have in Obi. If not, then you trade them. But the point is, you have to know what you have in each player because, see, you have to be able to change it up, change your dynamics. If you play it like, you can play more off the ball with Obi. You can run and gun with Obi. You can't do that with. I mean, you can do it with most of the with most of the players. But the point is, you can do more. Now, who knows what Obi or what else Obi could do? Obi can shoot threes too. He, you know, he can shoot a few threes. He can post. But you need more pick and rolls. You need more pick and pop. You need to be more, you know, we're stagnant on defense a lot of the times with him and his offense, which is like, it's like this team is much better than, we, than, than we're showing. And I'm telling you, when he's gone and Johnny Bryant or Emeo Duca or whoever comes in, in 12 games, you're going to see how much better his team is. I am not. I guarantee. Yo, I'm, listen, I, I am not saying that there aren't other coaches that are better than Top Thibodeau. I do think that people aren't giving him enough credit, though. I feel, I feel like the, I feel like the reality is they think Thibodeau is a horrible coach. Um, And I'm saying, Thibodeau is an okay coach. I've had yeah. horrible. Yeah, were, okay. were you here during Fisdale? Yeah. Fisdale was the worst coach we've ever had walking that building. That man couldn't coach his way out of a paperback. Mike Miller came in here after, Fis- after Fisdale and had the same amount of wins Fisdale had in like two weeks that Fisdale had in like He's half a season. He's a Riley disciple. Huh? He's a Riley disciple. He's a Riley disciple. Riley disciples are like that, man. They, they, that's what they do. I mean, he's the worst out of them. But <laughs> look at all the Riley disciples. Right. I, so, None of them have coaching jobs anymore. 
I hear you. I'm 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 just saying I know there are definitely complaints about Thibodeau that I even had. But he's he's like, but he's not the worst thing in the world, but he's not the best thing in the world. He, I don't think he's the championship coach of the future for sure. I agree with you on that. But but it's he's like middle. he's not as he, bad he, as people put him out he's, to be either. Like it, there's like a he's like he's, he's like eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no, but check but check it out. He's mediocre. He, he's he's a mediocre. Uh, he's mediocrity, and that's what we are right now. Through a reflection of our coach, and I'm telling you, this team. See, everybody keeps saying, "Oh, the Knicks are a 500 team." Du-du-du. Yeah, we're a 500 team under him because that's what he is. Or he's a mediocrity coach. Okay, let's be real though. You want to put all that on Tibbs? On Tibbs? Look at no, the other listen. teams who are look at the other teams who, who are in Eastern Conference who are doing things. All those guys have like a top ten MVP candidate. So it's not just about tips. Like you put Joel Embiid on this team, you put Kevin Durant on this team. Like you put actual MVP candidates on this team, and then every, all of a sudden everything starts to make sense. Like I like it's not just uh, about Thibodeau. It's also about talent, man. No, no. I, I, okay, he had talent in Chicago. You forgot about that. This yeah. is what I'm saying. I, look, this is facts. I'm not. This is yeah, not me hating yeah, on Tibbs. This Conference is not me being emotional. With, with Rose, because he it, had talent. He went to the Eastern Conference Finals one time with a superstar player. He got Derrick Rose in it. You forgot how good Derrick Rose was. I'm not in his dog. Time? I'm not arguing with you that he's. <laughs> and, I'm agreeing with you. Had, We're saying the same thing. He yes. had superstar. We're saying the same yes. thing. He had superstar talent. And he was able to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. I agree with you. But I'm not saying he coached, did he co- He probably could have coached better to get him to the finals, but he got to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. He's not mm-hmm. a championship coach. He's not a championship mm-hmm. coach. But like you're saying he's mid, but I'm saying we have mid talent. If we had if we had MVP talent, then we would be above average. But we probably wouldn't win the championship, though, because we don't have no. a coach to get us a championship. But we would be above average. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. But we have we we still we still would be above average if he plays these these if he plays the people if he if he utilizes these players. Which player? Which to players? their talent to their strength. Okay, if he utilized um, McBride, McBride is McBride playing is a right now. Player than he is. No, no. I didn't say he wasn't playing. I said if he utilizes him to his strength. McBride plays over his... He plays... He's scared. You know what I'm saying? He's not confident because he doesn't know how many... I told you, he doesn't have stable minutes. He goes from 15 to 6. To, and, and he is not stable. If McBride is playing a steady 15, 20 minutes, if his minutes go up instead of decreasing, I... I'm sure I'm pretty sure you would get a better player than you seeing right now. Right. Same thing with Obi. Obi was always looking over his shoulder. This is what I'm saying. You have to. I'm not saying play them. You know, forty minutes, nothing like that, nothing crazy. Just have stable minutes for them. If you do this, that, and then you utilize the players for what they, how they, you know, for their strength. Like I said, you have to look at what they're good at, and then. And then have them mature. And another thing about this, he doesn't listen to his coaching staff. You know that, right? Yeah, I know that. I, we had Berman on here on the, so, on, the, on the program talking about that. 
and that's an issue. He's been doing this for his all of his coaching, his head coaching tenure. This is why he got fired from the other two coaching <laughs> positions. This is what I'm saying. So when I say, I'm not saying that Stibbs is a bad coach. I'm not saying he's a, he's a good coach, but he's a good assistant coach. Because like I said, <laughs> he has no direction. He has no, and then and, 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 and please, don't think I'm hating on him because I can't say that he's, a bad coach. He's a he's a good assistant coach. He's an <laughs> yeah. excellent assistant coach. Yo, yo, the shade <laughs> but is he's crazy. Not a head coach. <laughs> you look at everything I'm saying is facts. That's why you're laughing. If you look if you look at his stats, you look at everything he did, all his accolades, assistant coach, Olympian. When he went to Olympics, any coach, I mean, assistant coach. Mm -hmm. When we, when he, when he, when the Timberwolves, you want to count the coach of the year? When the Timberwolves, when if you want to count, if you want, when he went, when you want to count, if you want to say coach of the year, okay, for the first couple of years, and then after that, what happens? It crumbles. Yeah. Every team he's with, it crumbles as a head coach, and that's not coincidence. And he's doing it here, year three, crumbling. <laughs> and and, and now you want to say the injuries? Who caused the injuries? Listen, man. Now, if he didn't cause the injuries, and it's now, like I said, it was a fluke thing, but he tried to hurt RJ. You forgot about that? <laughs> he tried, he to, tried <laughs> to hurt RJ. Remember when he did that? I remember when he, he played RJ. Listen, man, I, I complained about him playing RJ too many minutes and playing him in word for a quarter minutes. I, I, I agree with you, man. I don't all the way disagree with you. I, I like I, you so have some points. I don't all the way agree, disagree with you. I said some of the stuff you said here, I said on this program. I, I just, I just feel yeah. like people be be dragging it <laughs> to be honest but it's just, i feel like people be dragging it and if people people just repeat it on twitter and then it gets louder and then it gets to a point where people just kind of repeat shit on twitter and it, and they're not ob objective they're not objective no you're it's, no no you, you, how, this how could you okay how could you not i mean seriously i mean look even if you're objective but even the most objective person can say, can look at this and be like, okay, come on. Really? The stuff that he does is insane. I mean, he's really insane. He expects, he's insane. This is a person that does the same thing repeatedly and expects different results. That's insanity. That's what he is. That's what he does. I, listen. <laughs> it's like, it's like, come on. <laughs> I, so, I mean, like I said, I'm happy. I'm happy that we, you know, that he's got this far. But, I mean, it took three years to go, three seasons, for him to go on an eight-game win streak. 20 years in the business, really? See, this, is, this, is, this is what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm saying. Y'all, <laughs> you're like, y'all like, y'all piss on dude. Then when he does something good, it's like, well, finally, he should have did it last year. And it's like, I don't know, man. It, it, it's, it just seems like the goalpost moves depending on the mood of everybody it's like when it's bad he doubled down on the bad when it's good eh, it doesn't really count like that's and when it when people start doing that where they like when it's bad it's his fault and when it's good it, he doesn't deserve praise it makes me think is this person objective or do they have a weird bias because that's when i start no. that's when i start to think about stuff like that because if i look at a kid it, and, and he shoots 100 percent from the field 
and I and I'm like and I and I crap on him for shooting 100 on the field. It just seems weird to me. That's and that's just all around. That's from Tibbsdale to players to everyday person. That's just me. But Jay J- Ellis, think about this. Everything he does when he does something good, it, when he does something good, right? It's fool's gold. What happened? Remember we was fourth, fourth in the league. Who was and we? Who in was the playoffs? It? What happened in the playoffs? <laughs> what happened the first season? That a, Rookie, he's no, not he a championship coach, coach and we didn't have a championship team, no. dog. Like what? Is, no, but no. Listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. We were fourth in the in the league, right? And everybody was all excited, all tears. He got coach of the year. We made it to the playoffs, and what happened? Clunker. All right, now mind you. We didn't have Mitch Robinson. We didn't have Mitch Rob. Okay, cool. All right, so that's fine. We had injuries, whatever. What happened the next season? The next season, you would you would think that you would build on what he did the first season. I, I feel. What we, happened? We, we going we going in circles. I'm 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 end it. We going in circles. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> But thank you for calling, man. I hear what you're saying. No problem. I hear what you're saying. I, I but it's still to me, it's still the same. It's still the same argument over and over again. It's it's just the same argument. <laughs> it's like I know he sucked last year. I was on the program talking about how much he sucked and he should hold Julius Randle accountable. And I was flat, and he and he went from Alec. He went played Alec Burks way too much over Emmanuel quickly, and you need to develop and play the kids. I had that whole rant last year. I had that went through this whole spiel last year. This season is a different season. I'm seeing a different flow, a different everything. So I'm not gonna, I'm not holding on to last year's gripes this season. I'm moving on to this season. I have my season. I have my gripes this season. It's a new season. That's it. I don't know if anybody salute to the chat though. I kind of I kind of drugged that a little bit too long. But um, if you want to call, then you already know what it is. Dial 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. Shout out to Sandman. Shout out to Stanley Novak. Shout out to Nick Em Up. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who else is still rocking with us. Uh Paul uh, Paul Butler says, Jay Ellis, did you see to post game after? The mass game, he blames the players for the loss. So when they win, it's not on him. Um, yeah, like I do feel like part of that loss is shared blame for sure. Um, I feel like the the, the players need to box out and hit free throws in end game situations. Also felt like he should maybe put it like a rebounder in the game in the last moments of the game. And like I said before, he he should have adjusted on a fly and played either Cam or Evan to spell some of those guys' minutes because quickly and those guys ended up playing 50 minutes a game, and that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but yo, yo, next caller up. We got my guy picks for today. Yo, what's good, Jay? What's good, man? What's good, Kip? What's yeah. going on, picks? Oh man, yo, Jay Ellis, the the last caller brought up some good points, man. And um, it's like, look, as Knicks fans, we have you know we have heaven, we have hell, but um, you know, 
as a Nick fan, you got to understand the purgatory ain't a bad place to be. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you got to step into that purgatory and really accept that position, yo. Like, look, Tibbs has been Tibbing for a while. Yeah. And, yo, we got a lot of good points. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, my specific things with Tibbs is like, I hate the minutes rotation. Yeah. Granted, I don't really like the nine man rotation that much, but I could deal with that minutes rotation because if you look at his rotations on a game-to-game basis and you compare it to any other coach rotations in the NBA it's just like wow how is uh how is my guy IQ going to play without a bunion kid ready to even be able to get on the floor the next Facts. Time, man my man it's not like Facts, <laughs> man. it's just too much going on out here bro like there's these my man literally only have five minutes of rest like my man is drinking like the the double oxygenized Gatorade on the side. Like, all right, night, bro. I'm, he was going through, man. It. <laughs> I, I'm, but I could I could step back on Tibbs because of some of the changes that were made. All right, so last year the issue was we're not playing the kids. We step up and get an opportunity to see some of the kids earlier on in the season. But I think that some of the, the the tunnel vision that he gets as a coach is yeah. he gets stuck on trying to win so much that he's just like, yo, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw some more Randall on this, yo. I'm going <laughs> to throw some more Randall on it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw all the starters on it. Yo, you know what, starter five, you know, we just going to outplay y'all because my starting five is better. And you want to have a coach like that who believes in you to be out there like that. But the philosophy is that, oh, we got to play defense for 48 minutes. You cannot give that type of defense for 48 minutes with just five guys on the floor. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is impossible. So, I mean, look, as far as the philosophy that Tibbs coaches with, I don't have a problem with it. But the ro- the minutes rotation, if, yeah. you're, if your expectation is that you want guys to come out there and play with their hair on fire, give all their heart on defense, <laughs> you got to give them an opportunity to be able to play ball, bro. Like, yeah, I not agree. Play I agree. All right. But look, man, um, I'm going to keep it short, man. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to – you, you got to go ahead and catch your breath, Jalen, because that last conversation, man, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was my bad. I, was about, I, I let it go too long. I let it go too long. <laughs> it's all good, man. I, look, I'm going to hold off on the – um. On the on the um, fire tips trend, just for a little bit. Look, I, I might be rocking with y'all soon. I ain't even gonna front. But listen. if Obi comes back and Tibbs does not make a move to take Hartenstein out of this damn lineup, I'm gonna have an issue, bro. <laughs> it's not. I'm telling you right now. I can see Sims out there and 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 Obi. It's not. I don't want to hear. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. I'm. I'm gonna save you your breath. It's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you why. I already told you this before. <laughs> I already told you this before. We gave Hartenstein money with the promises of a role. He's playing this year. He's playing this year. But you know what's going to happen? The same thing that happened to Evan Fournier this year is going to happen to Hartenstein next year. Unless we move him first. <laughs> Which is, he's going to start off playing. He's going to start off being the backup. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start to see Sims creep up and take his minutes, and then Hartenstein's <laughs> going to be on the bench. It's going to be exact same thing. I'm telling you. And by November, Bro, December, Hartenstein's going to be on the bench. Like, I don't know what I I'm did. 
<laughs> and then Sims, and then Sims is gonna be playing fifty-one minutes one game <laughs> because Sims is gonna be in a nine rotation. Eight, someone's gonna get, and Mitch is gonna get injured. There's gonna be an eight-man rotation when Mitch gets injured. And Sims is gonna play fifty-one minutes. <laughs> no, man, it's it's it, it, you 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 know how it is on the YouTube streets, man. Yo, the the, the street lights are on right now, so we ain't outside. But, Shut um, up, the worldwide web. JL and Joe, shout out KOT, KOT <laughs> fam, Chad, Fritz. Let's get it, man. All right, Lock man. In, salute, 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 man. Thanks <laughs> for TV, man. He's like, when Obi comes back, heart is sitting down. By the way, Hartenstein had the, the worst plus minus on the team and only played 14 minutes. But that probably doesn't surprise you guys. Because Hartenstein is just always... Uh, he's always terrible. <laughs> he tries. He tries so hard, but he, he's always terrible. But yo, salute to the chat, man. If you're if you feeling the show, you can, if you get... I see some people is, is, is snatching up the KLT snapbacks. Um, If you rock at a snapback, if you want a snapback... Um, all you gotta do is go to the nickatimeshow.com and get your snapbacks. Hit catalog. You're gonna see all of our merch right there. Get your snapbacks. We got it in blue and blue and orange and black and white. So shout out to you guys who are rocking the snapbacks. And the guys who just got some, I saw I just ordered some a couple of days ago. Whoever just bought, bought those. So shout out to you guys. All right. I enjoyed the calls, man. I'm not gonna lie, even though I didn't agree. I, I enjoyed the calls. And I'm already let you guys know that uh, I know some of y'all are saying you're holding out for the fire tips. Um, I'm letting you know right now that Lee is already in the group chat talking about fire tips. You already know Lee be with it. <laughs> Lee, was a, Lee was on the fire tips right after the next Mavs loss. Lee was already on the mat, on the fire tips train. I'm just like, oh, Lord, here we go. Here we go again. Here we go again, yo. Oh man. Oh shout out to you guys. Yo, next caller. Okay. We got shout out to my guy Ken T's on the line. Ken T's the editor. One of the editors. One of the editors. He is the editor of the KOT show. Lee, man. What's up, guy? What, what you got to say, man? Yo, Jealous, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, hey, I started your conversation. Very well, and, uh, I'm going to have to call in. Um, I totally agreed with, with your points about, about Tibbs, and I think part of it, you, you mentioned the goalposts. If people don't like Tibbs, and if you go back to, like, Pat they're pretty similar. Like, Pat Riley was a dude who, who didn't like young players, who was a player who didn't, you know, he wasn't a tactician who was, sophisticated offense. Right. Um, and, you know, he was a guy who always wanted to play that. Uh, but, but, you know, he was polished. <laughs> you know, he, he presented well. And, you know, he was more of a rah-rah motivational guy versus, you know, Tiz is not exactly very, you know, uh, charismatic. Right. So I think there's part of that. But, um, and, and, you know, I actually was uh, writing something that I'm going to publish soon. And I was going back uh, and talking, you know, looking at Tiz. And the reality is, that uh, I see Tibbs, he's kind of like what Mark Jackson was in, um, in Golden State, but, but better, right? He's obviously a better coach. Is that he's a, he's a good coach to establish a culture, yeah. right? Because, you know, he's a grinder, he's, he's attention to detail. Right. And you hear all the players are like, listen, we're, we're totally prepared. 
But um, as I'll just say something, a little bit of what Tibbs is kind of fool's gold because the issue with him is that he is all about winning every game. He values winning every game. But there comes a point where it's like you got to think long term. Yeah. And, you know, getting to, like you said, like the eight game winning streak was good, but a lot of it was a little bit of fool's gold. And the reality, you mentioned it, like this, the talent on the team is not a 50 win team. This is a team where, like, like you know, 45, 46 wins is kind of their peak because, like yep. you said, there isn't a superstar. Yeah. My, but my biggest gripe with this is like, this ISO, ISO offense, and especially in the fourth quarter, has to end, especially yeah. Julius. Like, Julius, listen, outside of LeBron James, what other player with, with Julius's size do you see playmaking? There isn't. Like, he's just, you know, he's a, he's a finisher. Yeah. Uh, he's gotten better. He's gotten better, right? But, I agree. But the reality is, he's not the guy. Like, you saw, like, when Obi's on the court, you know, granted, like you said, JR, he is the better player right now. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to offense, you could tell because you know uh, Obi used to be a point guard that just grew out of the position. He reads, the, you know, the floor better. He makes better decisions, and you see better ball movement. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So anyway, um, you know, I those are my gripes for Tibbs, and I think uh, Tibbs is going to make it through this year. Mm, me but too. I really don't see like I think they should. I don't know what you think. I want to get your opinion. Is I don't think he should be back next year. I think he, he's done his thing, you know, for three years, established the culture. But if he comes back next year, I, I don't see him getting through a full year. <laughs> you know, I think I think everyone's worn worn out with the Tibbs uh, with the Tibbs act. What do you what do you think about that? So I think he should be back next year. Uh, it's too early for you to make that call. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm with you. He's not going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. Like after he survived that Mavs game, and they ran off eight in a row, I think he's here to stay. Do I think he should be back next year? I don't know, man. I don't know. I always say, I always say, I already know Kibbs is not the coach for the future, and there's gonna be a time to get rid of him. I'm not sure when it is yet. Um. Because for that stability factor, for the, like the program, for that that thing, like you said, like people, like I know we we I have my gripes with him, but all the players rave about the attention to detail that and the game plan from day to day. They yeah, all the, rave about yeah, it. Yeah. But the other thing I wanted to get your, your take on as well is, to me, I see like listen, the, the talent level on the team. There's nobody who's a superstar. Nope. You got Julius, who's like borderline all star. Jalen. Brunson is like a borderline all-star. And, you know, J, uh, RJ could get to borderline all-star. He's got the potential. Mm-hmm. But, um, and like I said, Mitch is kind of a, you know, he's great, but he's more, you know, he's a great role player. He's good at what he does, but he's not a, you know, uh, uh, well-rounded enough to be a superstar. But, uh, but my point is that I see, like, we need to be innovative and, and creative and run more of a sophisticated offense. I agree. Like you're you. mentioning one time, I think I want to call it forth, like we, we can't afford to make mistakes. We can't afford to miss free throws. And we can't afford to make unforced errors because we just don't have the talent to, you know, to make up for that. And that's the one thing, and I think Rob mentioned it earlier, is like, you know, Tibbs doesn't like really, you know, um, listen to his, his assistant coaches. He kind of just dictates yeah. to them what he wants that them was to do. Yeah. And I think, What's needed here is a little innovation, and like like I said, like in Golden State, that's what happened. Uh, Steve Kerr came, uh, you know, somebody got hurt. They're they like, hey, let's play Draymond 
at center. And you were like, okay, good. We'll go file rim protection and see how that works out. And then you saw, you know, that's how the death lineup came to be. And like with this, I mean, like, that's, what happened. Old, that's what happened with together. Joakim Noah. That's Joakim Noah became the, the passer because Derrick Rose got injured. And to right. try Derrick try Joakim Noah, he became one of the best passing centers in the league. So it's, it's the same situation. Right, but yeah, well, yeah. Well, hopefully, that's encouraging to know that you know Tips tried something new. <laughs> but but I think that's what we got to be is just you know a little bit more creative, run a more sophisticated offense. Like I said, like you know even like Golden State, who's like the best three point shooting team, you see they're always cutting and moving and getting like layups. Yeah. Right, because you just can't sit around and shoot threes. You got to find, got to manufacture easy baskets. That's and the best case. Team, man, that's like really the I best. Don't see it. That's really the best. Um case to like say move him is to upgrade the offense we you just you just have to i don't want this delusions of grandeur and having like always oh, get a new coach and a new coach flops you know what i'm saying but it's like if we is if, if there's a way to keep that culture and the attention to detail while adding yeah. offense that would be like the real idea like my real best case scenario would be yo tibbs listen to an actual offensive coach and have him have more hands-on approach with the offense. That's what I really would like. That's why I even liked um, Kenny Atkinson because I know he kind of ran down yeah. type of, You know what I mean? But well, exactly. That's a great point, man. That's I think that's the the solution there because, like I said, there's you know, Tibbs and no coach. I don't think there's a coach out there who's the perfect coach. Every coach out there, you know, their their strengths and the other areas where they're not so good at. But, you know, it's all about, like you said, surrounding yourself with, with assistance that you empower and trust and compliment you. And, right. And I, I just don't see that, you know, like I said, it, it seems like he, you know, he, he's just more of a, a you know, a micromanager controller. He want, like you said, during the game, he doesn't, his coach has his game plan because he, he watches, you know, each game three times and, and he's going to do what he thinks and, and, you know, he doesn't take um, uh, opinions or feedback, you know, uh, during the game. So. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay, I know there's other people on, and I know, uh, you know, unlike you and, and these other guys who are on for, you know, two hours, when I get on a good side, I'm going to drop. I'm going to let people like, rock you today, yo. Like, you, know, you know, pace yourselves, but, you know, when I get on, it's like, ah, I go crazy. But anyway, hey, thank you. You're doing a fabulous job. Um, uh, you know, it was a great post game, and I know there's other people who want to jump in who also have some great takes. Uh, and I want to hear from him as well. Uh, All right, man. Thank you, my man. All right. Salute, to, salute to you, man. That's my guy, Ken. If you don't know, Ken writes for the KOT show on the blog. If you want to check out the blogs, go to thenickatimeshow.com and check out the blog. So, yeah, MBIC is like a lot of knowledgeable players. He, he, he's he's KOT squad. He, he knows what it is. We got some knowledgeable guys on the squad. Just shout out to the other, the other potters, uh, Raw Hebrew, um, Shout out to Ryan G and Lee. All of those guys bring different angles, perspectives, and we debate and disagree. And oh man, y'all flaming raw on, on on the last pod, man. Yeesh. Because, <laughs> but that's my guy. Raw knows what he's talking about. And I didn't agree with raw last pod, but but um, yo, he's off my guy. All right? He's off my guy. Raw be knowing his stuff, even when I disagree with him. Right? He be knowing his stuff. Um, I'm sure sometimes y'all disagree with me too. All right. Salute to the chat though. I'm not sure if there's any other callers. So I'm gonna just shout out to the chat. Shout out to Paul Butler. Shout out to MBIC. 
Shout out to Stanley, still here. Shout out to Sandman. If you're new in the chat, let me know. I'll give you a shout out as well. Uh, shout out to Severinx. Anybody else? Okay, Glamour still with still with us. Shout out to you, Glamour. The people be wanting Glamour to call, but I'm not gonna give it. I'm not gonna pressure her though. I'm not gonna pressure her. Shout out to shout out to Prince Blizzard. Prince Blizzard, are you new? If you're still here. If you still have Prince Blizzard. And shout out to Anna Grill. I hope I said your name right. Shout out to Anna Grill. All right. Fritz says there's no more callers. Okay. Well, we can wrap it up. Been over here for a minute. Actually, I'm kind of surprised as how long the show went, considering that we lost. Um, but y'all, y'all held it down, y'all called it in and had some some good conversations, even though I Agree to disagree. I still like talking to you guys. And um, also, I like the comments, too. So make sure you comment as well. Helps all the algorithm. And I liked having talked to you guys in the comments as well. Agree or not. All right. But um, that is our show. Since no one else is calling right now. I'll do my spiel. Follow us on the Twitters. All right. At the KOT show on Twitter. Nick Time Show, Instagram, Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Get those snapbacks, the black and white, and the blue and orange. All y'all do is go to thenickatomshow.com and hit catalog. There's a button that says catalog. You'll see all our merch, including the snapbacks, right at the top. All right? All right. Good show, guys. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Shout out to Stan, too, because he's starting to call in and interact more. I know you, you was... He was kind of MIA for a second. Uh, good to see those things. All right. All right. So that is our show. Have a good night, guys and ladies. And as always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. Shout out to my pops. Happy birthday, pops. That's our show. We out of here. You know what it is. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams.